0: Welcome to Ride Every Stride, Episode 60.
1: Welcome to Ride Every Stride with Van Hargis. This is a podcast about horsemanship and more. Our goal is to educate, motivate, inspire, and entertain you through an exploration of everything horsemanship... And the intersection of horsemanship and humanship. My name is Laura McClellan, and I'm your co-host on Ride Every Stride. And I'm here with Master Horseman Van Hargis. And how are you doing, Van?
0: Laura, I'm just doing absolutely wonderful. You know, and it's isn't it awesome? At least it is for me to get back to recording. You know, we've had some technical issues, we've had weather issues. And uh, it's just really good to get back to recording right over stride. And I want to say a big thank you to all the folks out there that's been sending us some very quiet, quiet little messages, quiet little reminders that they're waiting patiently for us to get back to recording. So uh, today's today's a good day, Glar. I'm very, very glad to be getting back to recording right over stride.
1: Yes, sir. We are we are back, and hopefully we'll stay back on a regular basis. So, so what are we going to talk about today, Van?
0: Well, you know. To me, I think success is a habit, Laura, and that's what we want to talk about. And when I say success is a habit, of course, because we're talking about horses, I want folks to understand that success is a habit for both ourselves as well as our horse. And we want to try to figure out ways how we can make success a habit for us and make success a habit for our horses. So that's what we're going to be talking about today.
1: Okay. And so so where do we start?
0: First of all, let's 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 think about some things that kind of got me started on this topic. You know, when you consider the demographics of of our audience, when you know when I look at the horse industry as a whole, it's changed tremendously over the last 50 years and even more so over the last say 20 years. Uh, a lot of folks may not realize it, but probably the majority of the folks today, not a majority, I mean it's a vast majority of the folks today in the horse industry are women. And I frequently hear stories like this, and this might sound familiar to you, Laura, that, you know, I used to ride horses a lot when I was a little girl, but as I got older, kind of life happened and I kind of got out of the habit of of riding. I got out of the habit of working with horses. I went off to college or I got in in my professional world and I always vowed that one day I'd get back to the horses. But now this doesn't seem as easy as it used to. Mm -hmm. So they're, in other words, what they're really telling me is, is that, They don't remember it being as difficult as it is today. Or what they might be telling me is, is that they might have some confidence issues. Confidence issues either because of having an accident on a horse, or maybe they just don't bounce as well as they used to. And they're afraid of having an accident or some sort of incident with a horse. So what they really are saying is that I want to develop more confidence and how do I do that? Mm -hmm. And that's where, in my opinion, where I want them to be successful at working with their horse. I want them to be successful at developing their confidence and overcoming their fears and their issues. So how do we do that? We create really good, positive habits. Mm -hmm. Now, question is, how in the heck do we do that? And you've heard me say this a thousand times. I love to keep things simple. Let's break things down to the ridiculous, which is a whole nother episode we've done previously. Let's break things down to the ridiculous, find out what it is that we want. And then make that so simple for us that we're very successful at achieving whatever it is that we want. So if we make our little steps of riding, our little steps of working with our horses very achievable, and we achieve that, what I want everybody to do is give themselves a great big pat on the back. I don't care how silly or how mundane they think the task might be, do it do it well, and give yourself a pat pat on the back for achieving it. That achievement over time will begin to fuel your fire to try to do more. And before you know that, you're going to try something again. You're going to get better at doing that one. You're going to try something else. You're going to get better at doing that. So after a while, you'll get really used to being very successful at whatever it is that you're doing. And even if you don't succeed at a task, you're still going to be hungry for that habit that you've created. And you're going to figure out a way to so-called win again. In other words, you're going to figure out a way to achieve that success that you're looking for. And as a result of doing so, your confidence will develop, your confidence will gain. So that's what I really want folks to realize is that whenever you're having those, those confident issues, focus a lot more on what you can do. I don't care how, again, mundane that is, if it just means going out to the barn, catching your horse and brushing the darn thing. Then brush that horse the best you can, take a good step look back and and look at what you've done and give yourself a big pat on the back. Laura, you remember back when you were riding with me and I would you would do something and I would say, Oh, Laura, that was perfect. Good job, that was perfect. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm gonna tell everybody what what you said to me after that. I'd yell, Laura, that was perfect. And one day, I guess you were frustrated or whatever, and you said to me, Man, Argus, that wasn't perfect. I know it wasn't perfect. I wish you'd quit saying that. And my reply was, that was perfect for now. Yeah. And that's what I want people to remember, is that as long as you put in the effort, and Lord knows you worked hard, you put in the effort, as long as you put in the effort, and you could see that was the best effort that you knew how to, to apply at that moment in time, then by golly, that needs to be rewarded. And when you reward that, and you reward that to the point you feel good about yourself, and you acknowledge that as an achievement that has been done and you can knock that off your little checklist that should make people feel good. Now does that make people feel satisfied? Lord knows I hope not because I want you to come back and try again and and achieve more. In other words, go back to what I said to you that's perfect for now you see yeah. now that now that you've done that, let's raise the bar and let's just raise it just a little bit and let's do that really well and don't forget when you achieve that step back give yourself a pat on the back. And when, when you've done that enough, you begin to really get almost a craving for that success. And it, it begins to be a habit. You know you can do it and you want to achieve it. And it develops good habits to do that. Success, I often, I'll say later in this episode, actually, that success is a habit and that success drives confidence. But confidence also drives success. So we have to let those two work together. And when we when we pick those little mundane goals and we check them off our checklist and we do them really, really well, and we step back and give ourselves a pat on the back, that gives us that courage, if you will, to step forward and try something new and start, try something different. And who cares if you take too big of a step, right? If you take too big of a step and you flunk out there, nobody really cares if you take a little bit, you know, take a step back and then the next time take a smaller step forward, because over time, you'll begin to realize how far you can step and how far you can go forward, how far you can push your envelope. But by golly, let's push the envelope a little bit, but not so much that we, that we risk our confidence or that we risk our safety, which in turn could, could bruise our confidence. So that's, that's kind of what I mean by that success is a habit. I want people to develop that habit of achievement, that habit habit of accomplishment, and, uh, and be successful at that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so funny because that's, it's what you've been describing is so much like what I um, say to my listeners on my other podcast about getting any project done that something that's overwhelming to you or scary to you, you just break it down into the smallest possible steps and just do those steps one at a time and and so it's it's the same thing applies whether it's in your horsemanship endeavors or anything you're doing in life when you're trying to accomplish something that's maybe a little bigger than you are a little a little scary and so what do you do maybe give an example that's not me of of uh you know if you've got uh, somebody who comes to you that wants to accomplish something in particular with their horsemanship, but they lack confidence. And and first of all, how do you see that? How do you identify that? Because most people won't say, well, my problem is I lack confidence. They may not recognize that what what it is. So how do you recognize that in someone and how do you help them do what you've just been describing about breaking it down into the small
0: steps? Well, that's that's really a good question. And how I do it is oftentimes, well I just did a I just did an assessment the other day. I had a, a young girl and her parents brought her out to, uh, to start taking riding lessons with me. And and I won't accept anybody into my riding lesson program until I have a chance to evaluate them. And what I did was I had the girl come out, saddle her horse, to go through the entire process of what she would do if I weren't there. And even to the point when she led her horse out into the arena – and she began to ride. And again, as if I weren't there. Now what I do is I watch very carefully. And of course, I'm a I'm a safety freak. So I began to start making mental notes of all the things that she did that could have possibly got herself or her horse hurt. Because see, if you do those things and you get yourself hurt or you get your horse hurt and then your horse freaks out and goes nuts, all of those things will bruise and damage your confidence. You know, so I, I, I began to watch for those. Now Yes, I want to protect your confidence, but also want to protect your physical being. I don't want you to get hurt because getting hurt is bad enough, but getting hurt also directly affects your confidence. So I began to watch for all of those things because if I can keep you from getting hurt for a longer period of time, then you have a chance to develop your confidence more. So I watch for those. But most importantly, I feel like a horse sometimes because what I'm really looking for is I'm reading body language. You can just read when somebody does something with comfort and with ease and with confidence, it just spills from them. They know what they're doing and they can do it very well. The things that they lack confidence in, they do with certain hesitation, a lack of rhythm, a lack of fluidity. Or sometimes you can just read their their facial expressions. They have that look of concern. And sometimes they have that look of fear on their face, even though they're trying to do it. And especially if they're being watched, you know, sometimes just watching, having somebody watch you is enough to, to make them nervous or anxious. So I just begin to watch all of those things. And as I do that, in my mind, I'm kind of evaluating, and I'm trying to uh, assess to where the person thinks they are in their horsemanship skills and their riding skills. You know, in a previous episode, Laura, we talked about the map to success. You know, knowing where you are on the map. It doesn't make any difference if you know what your goal is. I might want to be a world champion cutting horse trainer someday, and there's no reason why I can't be, but I've also got to know where I am so I know where to start, you see? And that's where when I'm evaluating folks, I want to know where they think they are. And then sometimes I have to kind of bluntly tell them that's a good assessment, but you're nowhere near as good as where you think you are. Let me, let's get realistic. Let me show you where you are. I'm not trying to belittle that person when I kind of bring them back a few steps. What I'm trying to do is get them to a more realistic starting spot so that as they do begin to progress, they can see those progressions, understand how important those progressions are and those steps are, because oftentimes those beginning stages are our foundation. And when we would develop that foundation and we've got confidence in that foundation, now you've always got a place to step back to in case you ever step and press your envelope too much. So once we discover where we are, that's a great place to start taking those little bitty tiny steps forward. And like in the case the other day, see, the young lady was, uh, the young girl was uh, a very good athlete. She rode a horse very well. She had really good balance. It's just that her mechanics weren't very good. Her communication skills with her horse weren't very good. And as and because of that, she wasn't getting the performance, if you will, from the horse that she wanted to. So once we began to put together a plan, if you will, of where her athletic ability was, where her knowledge base truly was, and then we began to start doing exercises toward developing her mechanics and, most importantly, giving her a better understanding as to why she was doing what she was doing. Then suddenly, this little girl, you could just see her confidence level coming up. And most importantly, you could see the horse's confidence in her going up. And another thing that was really important to me at that stage was watching how her parents were developing more confidence in their daughter and in the horse that they didn't have so much confidence in before. You see, so it's by, by making the things simple, instead of struggling and focusing on the problem, we focus on those little bitty steps that help overcome the problem. And that's what Oftentimes helps people develop their confidence. And, you know, it was amazing in that particular situation to watch this young girl's confidence develop a whole heck of a lot in one session, almost to the point, though, where I had to kind of back up a little bit. I kind of reminded her of a story. I didn't tell her that, you know, not to get too cocky, but what I did tell her was is that, you know, what I remember when I was in college and I darted and weaved and did whatever I had to do. And eventually I found myself into the end zone. And, of course, like a lot of guys do, I threw a party in my own head. I was jumping up and down and hollering. Of course, my teammates were running over there and and we ran to the sideline and we were still kind of celebrating. And then very quietly and humbly, my coach come over to me and, and asked, "Hargus, anybody ever tell you you got potential? And of course, I'm still excited from scoring the touchdown. So I said, yes, sir. Well, Hargus, that just means you ain't done nothing yet. <laughs> and you see, granted, I scored a touchdown, but I'm a running back. That was my job. Yeah it wasn't anything spectacular that I did. And now what I did was good. It helped me, it helped the team, it, it helped us win the game, but it was my job. Yeah. So it, oftentimes when we do make those achievements, let's not over-celebrate ourselves. Let's not, let's not make our achievements unrealistic. Let's just keep them in perspective. Because if you keep them in perspective, then the next step you take will be a better, easier, smaller step instead of Trying to bite off too much. Yeah. And if you bite off too much, you're not going to be successful. And so we want to create that habit. How do we create habits? By being successful. So we want to we want to work toward those little steps, get really good at taking those little steps so that we don't worry too much about taking those big giant ones.
1: Yeah. And so so I get that. I'm understanding, you know, the the point you're making here about taking those small steps builds confidence you know the success making a habit of being successful in small things builds your confidence which leads to more success in bigger things and we've talked a lot about those principles applied to the rider or to the person who's handling the horse talk about how how all that applies to the horse itself, Uh, you know, maybe, maybe you've got a handler who's, who's confident in her abilities or his abilities, but a horse that maybe is younger and, or more nervous or, or whatever. How, how does all this, all these things you've talked about with respect to the, the horseman or horsewoman, how do those apply to the horse and how should we be thinking about those with respect to the horse?
0: Great question, Laura, because it, it is very important that we think about it from both, both ways. Obviously, if we want to develop our confidence, we've got to take little bitty steps. If we're going to develop our confidence in our horses, and if we're going to develop the horse's confidence, then we need to do the exact same thing. And I'll give you an example of, again, just recently, I'd been riding this horse for this particular lady for, oh, about just a little over two months. And uh, this one particular situation was the horse is just not real comfortable about loading in a trailer. And I'm so glad that she told me that in the very beginning of her bringing the horse to me. And I'm sure in her mind, she thought, oh, good, Ben's going to work with this horse every day, and he's going to teach this horse how to load in a trailer. And I did. I worked on that every single day. But do you know how many times I actually approached the trailer? <laughs> Maybe two or three. Huh. What I what I did was I started thinking about all the, what are all the things that I need to do to load the horse in a trailer? I need to be able to, to halter them. This mare was very good about being haltered, she was very good about being tied, although that she, she did have some patience issues in the beginning. She wanted to paw quite a bit, but she was good about being tied, which basically told me that she was very well halter broke. But my deal was, can I get her better halter broke? In other words, can I get her safer and, and more responsive to the halter? So we began to do quite a few groundworking exercises so that I can literally control her, her body from nose to tail. And I could also control her emotions. I could keep this mare in check. I could keep her mind focused on me and less about the obstacles in life, such as, oh, I don't know, maybe a trailer. Mm-hmm. So the more I could keep her focused on me and the more I could keep her focused on achieving the little bitty things that I was asking her to do. And then I began to apply those little bitty things toward obstacles, such as, can you go between me and the fence? Can you go between me and this barrel? Can you go between the two barrels? Can you go around these cones? In other words, I was giving her all these chores and these exercises to do with just me at the end of the lead rope, doing all sorts of different things. I'd back her up and lead her. I'd send her places. All these things that I was I was doing were little bitty minute skills that really had, Nothing directly related to the trailer, except for me being able to, to help this mare understand how the two of us could dance, for lack of a better word. We just learned how to dance together, and I just moved her all over the place. And the very first time I led her to the trailer, I almost doubted that my client had any trouble loading her in the trailer, because I developed so much confidence in our communication between the horse and me. That when I let her and took her over to the trailer and I sent her in, it was kind of odd. She just kind of looked at it, looked at me and and almost asked, like, really, do you just want me to go in? And of course, I gave her the cue to go in and clump, 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 all four feet just stepped right in the trailer. Now, part of me wanted to go, that darn client didn't know what the heck she was talking about. There was no reason. But you see, because I understood, I mean, I believed my client when she told me that she had trouble loading in the trailer. There's no reason for me not to believe that. But you see, I didn't focus on the problem. What I focused on were the itty bitty tiny little steps that, the, that we needed to do to approach the problem, which was maybe the trailer. And as a result of that, we worked on our confidence in each other. Because see, if, if I didn't have confidence in the mayor that she would move to the left when I ask her to move to the left, then why would I have confidence on her uh, for her to step into the trailer when I asked her to step into the trailer? So what we needed to do is develop confidence in our communication with each other, our relationship, if some people would like to call it that, if it makes them feel good. And then by achieving those little bitty steps, and we created those little habits of success, not only toward the mayor's habits of success, of winning, being able to achieve things and do things with confidence and fluidity. She also gained confidence in me. As she gained confidence in me, I began to gain confidence in her. Together, there wasn't a trailer around that we wouldn't be able to load up into, you see. So to me, that's how we develop the steps with our horses. Yes, we as human beings sometimes have to step back and become thinkers. We have to step back and analyze the situation very carefully. Go back to those four questions of success that we talk about quite frequently on this, on this uh, show, which is, what do I want? Is what I want fair? Can I communicate what I want? And how do we measure the success? And when we, when we, when we break those things down to what we want, and then we begin to take those little bitty tiny steps towards achieving it. It's those it's those taking those steps and the ride of every stride, if you will, that gives us the confidence, both the with the horse, ourselves, and then of course in each other to go and achieve problems such as flying lead changes, great sliding stops, or maybe just loading in a trailer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it it seems like it's interesting to me because from the human side of it, what we need to develop in large part is confidence in our our ability to do what needs to be done. And from the horse's side, it's almost as though they also need to develop confidence in us that, you know, in the example you gave, that horse developed confidence over time, all the different things you asked her to do that you weren't going to Put her in a bad situation that you that the directions you were giving were not going to endanger her, and so over time she developed that confidence that well if Van asks me to do this it must be okay and I know I can do it without being in danger.
0: Absolutely, and and oftentimes too, and and even in the trailer I did this uh, demonstration. I think it was like my second year at Road to the Horse. I took a horse there. That somebody just swarping down would not load in a fully enclosed trailer. They could load it in a big open stock trailer, but they couldn't load it in a fully enclosed trailer. Well, at that time, I had a really big trailer, but it was fully enclosed. And the opening to the back of it was only just, oh, maybe half the back of the trailer. The other half of the back of the trailer was a a tack room. So it was a little small opening for this horse to have to go into this trailer. And so as I, as before I started doing the demonstration everybody was asking so what do you what do you need Van? what do you need to work on or what do, what do you need in the, the arena in the way of tools I said I need a stall or something that would simulate a stall so they put up some panels out there with just one gate opening um I said I need a wooden bridge and I need a couple of little logs so they gave me all those things and I began to And they parked the trailer right in the middle of the arena. And I began to do all this groundworking exercises. And once I got the groundworking exercises down pat, you know, in other words, the horse lunging around me to the right, lunging around me to the left, let me move the horse's hind quarter, letting me control the horse's shoulders. So, again, I just got this horse just better halter trained. And then I began to take what communication we had developed there toward obstacles the first obstacle is literally just going over a landscape timber laid out in the middle of the arena and we just went over the landscape timber forward backwards sideways just got the horse so confident in overcoming that and then we went to the bridge and we crossed the bridge forward backwards sideways one end to the other end every way you can imagine we just stepped up on the bridge different different angles and then I went over to the stall The stall would simulate going into an enclosure. So we go over to the little stall area that they had, and I sent the horse in and out of the stall. And then I went and put the bridge in front of the stall, and I had the horse step up on the bridge and then into the stall. And then I went over to the trailer, and the horse just loaded right up. Hmm. You see, again, what we did was we just, we did not focus on the trailer. I didn't want, I believed it when they told me this horse won't load on there. I believed that. I didn't have to go over there and have the horse fail at that for me to become a believer. What I what I wanted to do was go back and find out for myself and find out for the horse what she knew and what she didn't know, where she needed help in the communication, where she needed her strengths developed and her and her weaknesses developed to the point we could go to the trailer and hopefully have at least an opportunity of success. And by the time we did all those things, we go over to the trailer, the horse was so confident in herself and her ability to achieve things. She was confident in me that the trailer was just an obstacle. The the reason she wouldn't step up into a trailer, she had probably never been taught how to lead or lunge or do anything else very safe. Mm -hmm. She didn't develop confidence in stepping from some sort of solid ground onto something that sounded and felt different, such as maybe a bridge. Maybe she didn't have confidence in us going into an enclosure, period, because a lot of folks don't realize that horses are very claustrophobic. And sometimes being sent into a stall is different than being led into a stall. So we made sure all those things were together. By the time we sent the horse to the trailer, the horse smelled the floor, looked at me, and just walked right in. And that, to me, is kind of a the best example I can think of of getting a horse to learn to develop our confidence what are the things that we need from the horse what do we need to teach the horse in order to be able to achieve things along our journey toward better horsemanship
1: well and it's, it's, to me that's a great example of your your topic for this episode. Of, of success being a habit, you got that horse into the habit of being successful at all the little things that you asked her to do uh, so that, and they build on each other to the point that, as you said, the walking into the trailer was just like all these other things that I've done safely and successfully. So no big deal.
0: And, you know, and the part of that that folks fail to think about, and especially with their horses, but it's also within ourselves. Mm-hmm is that when you are confident that there's an answer, you're going to keep looking for the answer.
1: Oh, that's so so good.
0: (laughs) But if you don't know there's an answer and you have no idea that there's a correct answer, it's very discouraging to continue going forward, isn't it? So what do you do? You go back. Now that goes back to a quote. I'm sure you've heard this before. I just read it just the other day. And it was like, adversity creates confidence and confidence breeds success. I've heard that for years, but I, I totally disagree. Adverse, I'm going to read it again. Adversity creates confidence and confidence breeds success. Sounds really cool, doesn't it? And you could probably read some things into it and think, wow, I really like that. That sounds good. I think I'm going to write that down and put it on my mirror and I can read it every morning. It's kind of Baloney, missing
1: something though.
0: Yes, exactly. Don't write that one down. Write this one down. It's not that adversity creates confidence and confidence breeds success. To me, it's overcoming adversity. That's what I think breeds yeah. success. Yeah. Overcoming adversity. We all face adversity and some people suck at over ch- overcoming it. And what happens? They lose their confidence. Before you know it, they get discouraged and they think, oh, what's the point? Man, life is worthless. I just, I don't want really to get up today. But if you get pretty darn good at overcoming adversity and you're pretty darn confident that you're going to be able to handle the day, it's a heck of a lot easier to kick the sheets off and climb your butt out of bed. Okay. And the same thing goes with your horses. If you know that there's an answer, then you can be encouraged to go out and seek the answer. But if you have no idea that that correct answer, that pat on the back, that rub between the, fo- you know, on the forehead of a horse, if they know that that exists, they'll get hungry for it mm-hmm. and they'll continue to look for it. But if they don't know it exists, they just get frustrated and they, they're going to quit trying. And we don't want that in our horses and we darn sure don't want it in ourselves. We want We want to fuel our own fire by success, learning how to overcome the adversities and get bigger taste of bigger successes.
1: Yeah, I guess. And I had never thought about it that way. But I think, you know, kind of wrapping that all up, succeeding in those small steps teaches you that there is an answer out there. So you you feel confident enough to keep looking for it. I, I think that's a great way to end this. It's a great point. That success is a habit built by many small successes. Those lead to the bigger ones. So love you it. That's, that's really Well, let's good. just
0: throw this little quote out. This is a vanism. <laughs> Everything comes to he who waits. So long as he who waits works like heck while he waits. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. we, we, do, we, we do have to work toward success. We do have to work toward developing those habits. And we know that when we do, there's going to be success at the end of that. And of course, that success breeds confidence and vice versa. So just don't hesitate to, to work and be patient along the way. And then while you're being patient, just work toward it. And it's, I think it's just amazing how it all comes together. But yeah. it was a fun day, Larg. It was a good, good getting back to doing our recording and getting back to doing our, uh, our ride over stride podcast. Yeah. And, I, and I, and I apologize to all the listeners for taking quite so long, but. I'm really glad that we got all the bugs worked out. We're ready to rock and roll again and get this thing out there to more and more listeners.
1: Absolutely. And so for those who are listening who may have questions that have arisen as you listen to what Van has had to say here or comments or or you know stories to share about how this has applied in your life, Van would love to hear from you. So you can share those questions, comments, suggestions about the show. Any number of ways you can definitely check out the Van Hargis Horsemanship Facebook page. You can always uh, post there whatever questions or comments you have. Or if you want to share your thoughts about this episode kind of privately with Van, you can email him at info at com, and he'd love to hear from you. Um, I'm trying to think, I guess now that we're, you know, back, back in the saddle, so to speak, um, and going to be regular, you know, putting new episodes out regularly, I think listeners could do you a huge favor by sharing the podcast with their horse loving friends, tell them how to find it, how to subscribe in iTunes, you know, take their phone away from them and subscribe for them or something. But You know, help spread the word and expand the community here that's learning from Van and sharing their ideas with Van. So I'm trying to think what else. Van, any new updates coming up?
0: Well, of course, it's that time of year again. We've got uh, lots of horse expos coming up. Uh, The two big ones this year that are coming up that we're always excited about doing is Equina Fair again in Columbus, Ohio. And we're also doing the Iowa State Fair, which we do fairly regularly, about every two to three years or so. We try to get up there to do that one. And we've got others that are still out there that are that were being booked or just a little bit further down the calendar for us. But uh, we, we always encourage folks to go to the Horse Expos, look us up there. Um, I love to cut up with the crowd. So I would love it when folks are, are listening to the podcast and they shout out, yeah, a ride ever stride. And before you know it, we're, we're cutting up and, and having a good time. So I really appreciate people visiting us at the Expos and, and coming and saying hi and let us know that they're listening to the podcast. And if you can't make it to the Horse Expos to see us, of course, visit our website like Laura recommended. And don't forget, we've got the Top Pan Club, and it's we, the library's growing daily almost. We keep updating and putting more videos on there. Uh, Laura, there's a few other little things in the, in the till that's kind of working. It's kind of exciting. I think we mentioned on a previous episode that we are doing what we call an online consulting thing now. People can take online lessons with me. They can uh, record themselves on video, send that video to me. I will analyze and look at and kind of go over and evaluate the video. I'll do a voiceover and return that back to them for a small fee. And um, so far, we've had some very good interest in that. And it's been really fun doing those. I really appreciate people taking the time to send us those videos. We also have a new thing that's coming up. It's just a daily thing I'm been, I've been recording. We're going to start posting those very soon. Uh, they're going to be able to find those either on YouTube or they can also find them on our website. And it's called Road to the Ranch. Laura, from my driveway to our new facility takes me about two minutes. And we felt like that would be a perfect two minutes to, uh, to talk about what we're going to do today, or we could answer a question that might have come in from the previous day. But we just want to utilize those two minutes in a way that we hope that uh, that would help people, uh, and especially help people with their horses or help people with some sort of inspiration or, or something else that might help them in, in their lives. So we really want to encourage people to listen to that as well.
1: So there you go. Um, Van is always looking for, as long as I've known him, he's always been looking for new and different and better ways to, to reach out to the, to the horsemanship community and share what he knows with people. And so there are some new things coming up. The best way to find out what's going on is to frequently visit the website at vanhargis.com. Uh, his schedule is there. The link to learn about and join the Top Hand Club is there. All the things that he's just talked about, you can find out about on the website and, you know, what he's doing, when, what the pricing is, all those things are there at vanhargis.com. So be sure and check that out. I'm thinking that's it. Anything else you want to say, Van?
0: I can't think of a thing, Laura, other than just to express my appreciation again to all of our listeners. And I'd like to remind them that don't forget that it's your ride. It's your trail. It's your journey. So ride every stride.